Yeah, for sure. I if mean, it doesn't so work I'm out, be... I'll pay the price. I'm fine paying it, but I'm I gotta back the team here. I gotta go plus two sixty. We're gonna make all that Braves money we lost back. Oh, for sure. And I mean, I'm gonna be totally candid here. I watch the World Cup. Um, it's fun at this time of the year. I'm not a huge soccer fan. I don't follow these women on, you know, the the US circuit. Clearly I don't even know what the correct terminology is. I know a lot of the names. Uh, I couldn't tell you who's favored in all of these matches throughout the World Cup. I mean, other than knowing that the U.S. win pretty much every year. But I just have faith in my country coming back. And at plus 260, we got a half left of soccer. Plenty of time. I think that's a play you got to take every time. Yeah, definitely. I mean, who doesn't like plus 260? Like, let's get it done. If you're going to back it, if you're going to get plus money with this team, you got to do it. Yeah. I mean... Even well, we as we have said throughout the show, scared money don't make money. If you want to be make money and be a little scared, you could take them to draw plus one sixty five. You're still getting some plus money there. I mean, I'm not doing that, Mark, because we're trying to win big here. Um, but that is another another angle or look you could take here. Um, betting the women's. All right, do you watch the World Cup or do you watch soccer in general? I mean. Soccer in the U.S. big Not in general. Now, being around. Yeah, like I yeah. said, you know, big games I'll watch, you know, just to have fun. But it's not something I follow very closely. So this isn't, you know, this isn't a multi-unit bet here on the women's team. You know, we're trying to have a little fun, <laughs> uh, you know, get ourselves back in the mix and get some action. Listen, we're here for another hour. You know, might as well have some bets to sweat. Yeah, of course. Always makes things a little interesting, especially with uh, baseball winding down for the evening. Mark, we talked a ton about all sorts of NFL futures, bets, storylines for today. Just touched on coach of the year, first coach to be fired, offensive player of the year. So what else is there to talk about? Well, uh, defensive player of the year. Let's move over to that market. Micah Parsons is the favorite for very good reason. Pretty good uh, player, I would say. Miles Garrett also. Um, up top of the boards, seven to one. T.J. Watt, Nick Bosa, Ahmad Gardner, Sauce Gardner, whatever you want to call him, and then Max Crosby, uh, rounding out the top five or six. Anyone in the defensive player of the year market that you have placed a wager on yet or playing to? Yeah, I played a little Miles Garrett because I think you know Ooh. you look at what they did in the off season. Um, it was, defense was you know an area that they had to address. They go out and get Zaria Smith, so now you have the bookend, right? Now you can't give Garrett all that attention. You know you got to, uh, you know, so that's going to give him an opportunity. And again, he's one of the most talented defensive players in the league. So I, I took a shot with him. I think the Browns going to be a better team than they were last year. I think the offense is going to click a little better with Watson in his second year, and I think that's going to help out the defense, right? You know, and we hear it all the time. You have to play complementary football, and I think it works both ways. It's not just about the offense, but it's about the offense having success, you know, two things, right? Keeping the defense off the field, but then if they have a lead when the defense is on the field, it helps guys like Miles Garrett just kind of tee off on the quarterback and kind of pin their ears back and, uh, you know, play a little bit more aggressively. So I like him. I like Miles Garrett there. Uh, listen, Michael Parsons, great player, but I can't put my money on a Cowboy, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, especially if we're putting our money on uh, Mike McCarthy to possibly be the first coach fired this year. That means the Cowboys aren't getting off to a very good start. 
So why bet Micah Parsons to get off to a good start this season? Um, down the list, Max Crosby. I love Max Crosby. I think he's a great player. But again, I mean, what's that team going to look like this year? I don't know. Does that, for Defensive Player of the Year, matter as much as Offensive Player for how successful your team is? Because offensive, like, if your offense isn't rolling, you're not winning games. Where you could still win games even if defense isn't? I don't know. Does that matter? Yeah, I think it's it's not necessarily, like, a prerequisite, if I can. It's getting late. Prerequisite. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's, so they, they don't have to be good, but it sure helps. Like, if especially, you know, when you look at a team like the Browns or the Cowboys, right, if they're having a ton of success, they're going to be a big media story. They're going to be getting attention. And, you know, the, the Miles Garrett or Micah Parsons is going to be billed as the reason they're winning. You know, and so if yeah. Max Crosby's doing it, he might have comparable numbers. But if he's doing it and Josh McDaniel's getting fired, they're one in seven, the whole organization's in flux. Everything you hear from the media about them is is going to be negative. So it's going to be hard for him to overcome that. Um, listen, I think he's one of the most talented players in the league. I think you put him in a different situation, I might put my money behind him. But I just, I'm staying far away from everything Raiders. And another thing you look at too is that. You know, yes, he's an incredible pass rusher, right? But you're playing the Raiders. You got people open all over the place in that back end against that secondary. So, you know, the quarterback's going to be able to get the ball out faster, right? Because people are going to be open faster because their secondary isn't strong. So, um, you know, I, I don't know. I, I think it's going to be tough. You look at the division they're playing in, right? Denver is going to be improved. I don't think Denver is going to be a playoff team, but they're going to be better than last year. The offense is going to look better with Sean Payton. You know, the Chargers offense is going to look better with Kellen Moore there. The Chiefs offense is going to be the Chiefs offense, right? So, you know, <laughs> yeah. he's not going to win an award by chasing after Patrick Mahomes. Uh, you know, he'll run 15 yards to the sidelines, throw a 50-yard pass behind his back. So, you know, I think backing Max Crosby might be a little tough. Yeah, that's probably a, a very good call. What about backing Aiden Hutchinson? Rookie season last year with the Lions, nine and a half sacks, I believe he had. Something like that. Does that sound crazy or does that sound right? Uh, I think no, I mean, the Lions right. Yeah, and the Lions are uh, favored to win that division. Supposed to be good once again. I mean, he had an impact from the start last year for the Lions. Like, rookie or not, he was a huge piece of their defense where year two now in the NFL, he's more comfortable, knows what to expect this season. You're getting 20 to one on a player like that. I really like that. Uh, the odds there. Yeah, I agree with you. Cause again, it's like, we were talking about all the other teams in the division because we thought that division was winnable for those teams, but mm -hmm. it's just as winnable for the lions. Like they're, you know, they have an opportunity to win that division and have a successful season. If they do that, you know, I mean, the media loves them some Dan Campbell, right? So the Lions, yeah. if they do meet expectations, watch out. Everybody, you know, involved in that organization is going to be getting a ton of attention, and Aiden Hutchinson's going to be part of that, you know? It's – to me, there's a little bit of concern because whenever somebody does it as a rookie, it's always like, okay, but now they see it coming, right? Like, teams yeah. playing the Lions know Aiden Hutchinson's coming, so – you know, is his is he going to be able to take the leap in the second year to adjust to that? You know, I, I'm not so sure. We'll see. But if he does, like if the Lions are successful, Aiden Hutchinson is leading that pass rush. 
it, it, it's definitely a good, a good situation for him because they, I mean, the media is going to fall in love with the Lions. Yeah, you're also very smart to think about what the media is going to go after this season. Like, what are the storylines that yeah. are already being talked about heavily right now? Those are only going to continue as the year goes on, whether or not that team lives up to the hype of those storylines or crashes and burns. Like, that's that's a storyline in and of itself is a team sucking throughout the season. So, with this being, a, uh, you know, a voter award, it's not something like, winning the AFC, winning the division, winning the Super Bowl, where those are like tangible things. This is more of a subjective award. You got to look at what are the storylines, where are the big media markets, who's going to be talked about the most, and maybe narrow down your selections based off of um, that to at least start with, then go with, you know, on-field stats and things like that as a way to kind of look at this market or any yeah, just, just think of, like, the media craze if the Lions do live up to their potential or exceed expectations, right? It's going to be the Lions. You know, Aaron Rodgers is in New York, and the Lions now own the NFC North. You know, Dan Campbell, you know, is going to be right up there for Coach of the Year. And, you know, it's just going to kind of snowball. So that's the sort of thing you want to look out for. It's human beings, you know, uh, you know voting for the award. And if they win that division – their uh, popularity, so to speak, or, you know, the narratives behind it are going to be at its highest peak at the end of the season when they clinch their postseason spot, when they win the division. You know, all that stuff's still going to be talked about. So it's definitely something you have to consider. So that makes me think then now seeing Sauce Gardner at 11-1, to 1, I mean, everyone fell in love with Dan Campbell on Hard Knocks. He's going to be on Hard Knocks now with the Jets. Going to get a ton of attention early on in the season. Already was Defensive Rookie of the Year last year. Has there ever been, do you know off the top of your head, who won Defensive Rookie of the Year one year and then the next season won Defensive Player of the Year? Has that ever happened? We should look that up. I don't know. I think it'd be tough for just the position he plays because the problem with being a shutdown corner in the NFL is teams don't throw at you. So it's right. hard to accumulate stats when teams are throwing away from you. You know, that's kind of the thing. Right. Like, secondaries are a weak link system where, like, offenses just attack you at your weakest part. So, like, if, you know, they're not going to be throwing at Sauce Gardner unless they have to, you know. And, and listen, defenses are multiple. They'll be moving guys around. The offense is going to be, you know, sending a 1,000 people in motion. So he's going to get opportunities. But I just think it's hard because, you know, again, it's – you know, he has everybody's attention now. Everybody knows how good he is. So they're going to look to attack different parts of the field now. Right. And I, that is a good point. Cause then you're not going off of like number of interceptions because he shouldn't necessarily have a ton of interceptions if he's that good, because that means yeah. teams aren't throwing in his direction. Like you get interceptions when teams are throwing your way. If you're, if you're a good player in the secondary, teams aren't going to be throwing your way. So he shouldn't necessarily right. have a high mark in the interceptions. Yeah, how many stats are you going to accumulate? How many tackles are you going to make, and does that even matter? You know, it's almost like you have to have those picks, you know. And I think when he's a rookie, teams are going to attack you. So they're right. going to find out, right? You know, they're going to find out how good you are. They found out, you know, I don't think they're going to be so willing to go after him this year. Yeah, that's a really good point. Um, Nick Bosa holding out, not uh, coming to training camp. I know they're working on, he and the 49ers working on a contract extension, uh, and it'll likely get done. 
But how do you bet on someone or like that where, I mean, he has the fourth shortest odds to win this and he might not be on, I mean, I guess I shouldn't say he might not be on the field. He'll be on the field to start this season, but that storyline throughout all of camp, like, is that something you want to bank on? Yeah, I would wait till it gets resolved because you never know how it could go south, you know, and it's not a situation of where, you know, I would almost wait and be like, hey, you know what? Does he sit out week one? Okay, if he sits out week one, right, and it really gets ugly and his odds, you know, inflate, then do you take a shot and be like, you know what? He's not going to sit out all year and and get fined. He's going to get back in there and he's going to get back in there and he's going to be mad, right? So he's going to play angry. That's what you want, you know, not that these guys don't, give their best in ability every week but it's a little bit more motivation to kind of you know show so I, I don't know i'd probably wait until it gets resolved and if it doesn't then maybe the number gets bigger and you kind of pounce on it then but i i mean i don't know i mean he's a, an incredible player definitely has the talent to win the award it's just how do you want to approach it right i'm shocked to see aaron donald at 20 to 1 i mean i know he's aaron donald but he just hasn't been doing a whole lot lately i mean injuries yes there's a lot going on in la but to be 20 to 1 alongside who's he alongside I here i lost him oh like aiden hutchinson is at 20 to 1 too max crosby 12 to 1 but around there yeah i don't aaron donald seems a little old to me I don't want my money behind anyone that's talking about retirement, right? Like, yeah, that's right. kind of the issue because you, it's a motivation thing. You need someone highly motivated, you know, to, to put up these type of stats to to beat out all the elite players in the league at that position. So that's my issue with Aaron Donald is, is like, we can get halfway through the season and he could be like, you know what? Like, you know, I really should have, you know, ended it last year. <laughs>